this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast i'm anand krishnan your host for today In this episode we will be discussing Prime Minister Narendra Modi's two-day visit to Bangladesh. We will be focusing on the takeaways for the India-Bangladesh relationship as well as looking at the broader significance and symbolism of his visit which was timed to mark the 50th anniversary celebrations currently underway in Bangladesh to mark its liberation. I am joined today by Suhasini Haider who is a Hindu's diplomatic affairs editor and national editor in New Delhi. and Kalol Bhattacharjee who covers foreign affairs for the Hindu in New Delhi thank you both so much for joining us today thank you anand thanks anand uh, kalol if i can come to you first you've been reporting on the visit and today you reported on the joint statement as well as uh, the main takeaways uh why don't you give our listeners a sense of uh, what for you were some of the most important uh things to emerge uh, from the visit and the joint statement uh, that came out yesterday well uh, to well to understand this visit we have to really go to mr modi's last visit which took place in june 2015 uh, immediately after that visit you know, despite the fact that the visit led to the the, the sealing of the uh the indo indo bangla land boundary agreement what we saw was not really the celebration of the agreement itself but uh, the opening up of the national register for citizens in india yeah so therefore you know this visit is therefore very significant in the because of the reason that finally it took place you know though it is one year late um because of uh, the pandemic but nevertheless the official you know interactions were maintained and mr harshvardhan shringla was sent to down to dhaka in a remarkable you know the, even in the middle of the pandemic uh, that sort of an outreach so he did manage to uh, you know repair some of that uh, tie you know that he himself had invested earlier when he was the uh, high commissioner there and before that he was the person in charge of uh, bangladesh india bangladesh relation in the ministry of external affairs um so i would say that the, the you know continuity of the concerns remain in the joint statement um number one because the water issue uh, has not been resolved so far to bangladesh's satisfaction the tista water issue remains bangladesh has made a very strong reference to that matter number two the the border, the border killings and i'm i'm quite uh, you know surprised that india has actually allowed um, that to be to remain in the joint statement that in bangladesh's position that border killing should come to zero um has been you know accepted in the joint statement um so these two are the the, the biggest uh, biggest uh, bangladeshi concerns and uh, they have found space in the joint statement you know and um, that according to me is quite a you know show of <laughs> perhaps uh, her assertiveness or mr sheikh hasina's assertiveness as far as her relation with india is concerned aswasni coming to you i think kalol uh, makes a good point that in some sense just the visit going ahead uh, is in, on some level important in of itself Uh, given the huge politics surrounding CAA NRC and what happened over the last uh, year and some so what's your sense of how this whole CAA NRC issue is now playing in the India Bangladesh relationship has it had an impact domestically in India uh, for instance in this current ongoing election season over how uh, it's being brought up uh, by the BJP 
Anant, I think it's very clear that over the last year, as uh, Kalol pointed out, there's been disquiet in Bangladesh. And uh, we also heard, in fact, for the first time, uh, you know, some negative feedback coming from Afghanistan, obviously Pakistan as well, um, uh, about the CAA. And we do know for a fact that despite the fact that the government passed the bill in, uh, in December 2019, it is yet to frame the rules. And it is the Home Minister himself who, while campaigning in West Bengal, uh, said that those rules will be framed, but they cannot be done right now. Um, so there is a general sense that India is seeing the kind of pushback in the neighborhood to the uh, bill. And we'll take that into account as it decides exactly when it can frame the law so that uh, those who were supposed to be beneficiaries of the law may finally actually get fast track citizenship. But I think, um, uh, you know, that this visit of Prime Minister Modi uh, is so much about the symbolism between the two ties. And uh, it, it would seem to me the, the importance given both by Bangladesh and by India to make make it clear that regardless of what are the differences between the two countries, and you can speak about a number of differences, uh, there are a lot of areas of, uh, of commonalities and, and you know, growing relations over trade, connectivity, and other parts of the relationship. Um, but, but really that they are bound together by the events of 50 years ago. That eventually what we are seeing in Bangladesh is a year-long celebration of uh, Bangladesh's existence, of its liberation, that couldn't have come about without the assistance of India. Uh, so I, I think the, the larger theme of this visit by Prime Minister Modi, while of course, you know, there were um, many, many smaller parts to it and, and, and also uh, a lot of granular detail when it comes to that joint statement between them. I think the, the, the much bigger sentiment that went out uh, was the symbolism of two countries that really were joined together in, in a common fight 50 years ago. They have in the past have had ups and downs in the, in the 80s and uh, much of the 90s. Uh, they have been consolidating their relationship since 2008 when uh, Prime Minister Asina was re-elected um, uh, for the past 15 years, really. Uh, but it is this moment, this 50 years since Bangladesh's uh, liberation war, that today both countries want to celebrate and they want to celebrate together. And I think that's the message that really went out. Before we come uh, to some of the uh, historical questions uh, that have been triggered uh, by this visit, uh, something we've been hearing a lot about uh, Suhasini's connectivity. Uh, and what was your sense of the message uh, from Prime Minister Modi on connectivity, uh, on this whole uh, idea of the region being more open, and is there a fundamental contradiction between what we are saying to our neighbors, for example, on such visits to what we've been saying at home? And how do we sort of resolve that contradiction? Well, you know, the, the neighborhood is always going to be an area of contradiction because uh, it's where the rubber hits the road in a sense. You know, India has uh, such large ambitions. Uh, it does have an ambition for itself. It has an ambition for itself in the region, uh, in the neighborhood as well. 
Uh, and and so when Prime Minister Modi writes in a Bangladeshi newspaper, the Daily Star, which is, uh, you know, something we haven't perhaps seen as much before. Uh, and he says that he wants uh, not only for India and Bangladesh, who have resolved their uh, maritime and boundary ties between them, uh, to, to really come together in a region that is closely integrated, deeply interlinked value chains. Uh, he talks about an open South Asia, an open South Asia for economic activity. Um, he's essentially speaking about that kind of ambition that one has uh, for the entire region. Obviously, there are many um, uh, uh, hiccups. There is the entire problem, really, that, uh, that uh, you know, in, in South Asia, we have very little economic interconnectivity. I think it's just about 5% uh, intra-trade in the SARC region. And even if you weren't to count the problems with Pakistan, uh, other connectivity ideas, for example, the one between Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, and Nepal, uh, the BBIN that uh, Prime Minister Modi sought to, uh, uh, you know, uh, sought to launch about in 2015, uh, that hasn't gone anywhere uh, soon. But I think what you're seeing is the idea of the ambition. And even just in this bilateral visit, uh, the emphasis there on things like restoring the six pre-1965 railway links between the two countries, uh, the port-to-port -port connectivity, as well as um, uh, you know, all the other connectivity, you know, Bangladesh opening out its airports for Indian uh, citizens in the Northeast states, uh, these are all steps that could take us towards that idea. Uh, Kalul, if I can come to you on the Tista issue, that's something you reported uh, in the newspaper today was something that yeah. Bangladesh raised forcefully. So just to give our listeners a broader understanding of the issue and how it figures in the relationship, uh, what was there any headway made in this current visit? Well, one of the issues that India has been concerned with is the, the reported Chinese project about dredging and developing the entire riverbed of uh, Tista, um, uh, you know, in the area where it causes the maximum damage in northern Bangladesh, northeastern Bangladesh, rather. Uh, so, you know, the, there is a whole Chinese project about river management, especially targeting that part of the river where uh, it really affects the farmers and it creates a, you know, havoc every year for the infrastructure sector in Bangladesh. So um, the Chinese have come up with a solution that they would uh, provide not only they would not only clean up the river and also but also allow um, you know the auxiliary developments in around the river uh, river banks on, uh, in Bangladesh and that is a, a project that India has been um, has been you know, cautiously watching and I hear that uh, Foreign Secretary Harshavardhan Shringla um, probably took it up with the Bangladeshi counterpart in the in his previous interactions, and there is every possibility that probably that figured from the Indian side in this round of discussion as well. Um, that is, of course, the the China issue as far as the the, the Tista River is concerned. Uh, but the, of course, um, as we all um, can very well understand, that the main issue is the West Bengal Chief Minister's. Um, lack of you know uh, commitment um, in the, in getting the agreement done on um, uh, and that is something there is no solution to that um, so far and though the prime minister has repeatedly expressed his commitment the prime minister of India has repeatedly expressed his commitment we know that there has been no um, uh, no support from the West Bengal side so far um, so therefore that really is not uh, not helping the Tista agreement between India and Bangladesh. And that is pushing Bangladesh to take a hard position on its other projects on Tista, you know, be it with China or with the Asian Development Bank 
um, many such other projects that are still hanging in the air as far as these days concerned. Right. Uh, and finally, yeah. Swastani, coming to you, uh, we will point our readers below this podcast to a really fascinating piece uh, you had uh, in the March 28th edition of The Hindu on the whole question of the anniversary of liberation and the history of that. Can you take our listeners through that, how this anniversary is bringing to fore some little known issues from 1971? Well, you know, the, the focus today is on India and Bangladesh in the present. But what we've seen in the last week has been uh, a, a kind of, you know, walk down memory lane for so many when it comes to the events of 1971. And particularly um, what we heard was Prime Minister Modi talking about his own uh, where he was in 1971. So he spoke about this little known fact uh, that he was part of the opposition protests when it came to um, uh, asking for Bangladeshi freedom, uh, which got most of us going back to the record books and looking at just what was happening at this time in, uh, in India vis-a-vis uh, -vis Bangladesh. Now in March uh, 25th, uh, Operation Searchlight was launched. This was one of the most brutal campaigns by the Pakistani army. And March 26th, the day that the liberation of Bangladesh announcement declaration was made on behalf of Mujibur Rahman, uh, that's the day that is being commemorated when Prime Minister Modi went to Bangladesh. Um, uh, after that, we saw a pogrom, a, a genocide that began. First, the targets were Bengali Hindus, um, but also political activists, teachers, students that hold Dhaka University massacre, uh, as well as um, uh, you know other parts of society that were targeted very specifically by what was then the East Pakistani administration, uh, sorry, the West Pakistani uh, administration in East Pakistan. But we saw in India at the time, was obvious horror over what was unfolding in uh, Bangladesh. And by August, uh, I think there were as many as 10 million refugees in India. Of course, the figures of how many were killed uh, ranges between uh, 300,000 to 3 million because there's so many uh, different accounts, but uh, it is believed that 3 million people were killed. Hundreds of thousands of women were raped. Um, and, uh, uh, and as I said, 10 million refugees in India Prime Minister Indira Gandhi at the time was still trying to uh, take the, her position forward that actually Bangladeshi freedom was something that was inevitable. But it wasn't possible at the time because there wasn't international support and, and India particularly sensitive over the subject of Kashmir wasn't prepared to go ahead with our, if it was going to be pushed back by the entire international community. So one of the things Prime Minister Gandhi did at the time was to sign the Indo-Soviet Friendship and Cooperation Treaty, uh, which really did help India in terms of not only the naval uh, support from uh, the Soviets, but also the Soviets uh, kind of pushed back against China, which is not as well known at the land boundaries in places in Central Asia and other uh, parts. Um, and, and it was then that the opposition, primarily the Jansan, came out to protest uh, against the Indo-Soviet Treaty simply because they thought that this was going to uh, slow down the process of the creation of Bangladesh. They wanted Indira Gandhi to recognize the provincial government of uh, uh, Bangladesh immediately. Of course, by then the provincial government of Bangladesh was actually operating out of India. A lot of its work was being done in Kolkata in a small uh, office of the RNAW intelligence agency. Um, so when these protests happened, uh, uh, they, uh, you know, they courted arrest outside parliament. 
it wasn't uh, necessarily a turning point in it wasn't in fact a turning point in the in the uh, liberation war or what followed because by december india and pakistan were at war the indian army um, uh, had entered and and uh, you know surrender at dhaka eventually happened um, but the fact that the prime minister brought this nugget of history if you like up uh, got many people looking at all the various roles that people had held and as my story points out the particular role of the us uh, that turned a complete blind eye to the massacres that were taking place uh, because they were running their own dialogue with china at the time uh, and the memos that have come out of the white house at the time very clearly show the position and the policy that uh, that the united states had decided to take which ended up which culminated if you like with the us actually sending in its uh, seventh fleet to try and stop india or deter india uh, from continuing on its path to help the liberation of bangladesh so there's a, there there are so many emotions mixed in all of that even today when we look at uh, uh, the problems between bangladesh and india and we look at the places where they're able to forge ahead uh, one really does get the sense that it is sentiment that overrides all else in other words uh, when the two of them when the two sides are able to make history together for example over the land boundary agreement or when they clear the maritime boundaries uh, the 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 bump that relations get is quite inordinate but on the other hand it is these issues like tista that kalol was talking about uh, like the presence of china the border killings for example uh, the comments we've heard from politicians in india talking about bangladeshi immigrants these are the smaller uh, issues it would look like which become much bigger simply because of the deep sentiment between the two countries a fascinating period in history that's really been revisited thanks to the visit uh, what we will do is we will point our listeners uh, to suhasini's piece and perhaps we'll also get suhasini to recommend further readings uh, for those of you who are further interested in this suhasini haider and kalol batacharji thank you so much for joining us on this brief podcast today thank you so much anand In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.